Hello, hello, hello to our listeners and welcome back to the second episode of Let's Get Loud, a podcast series brought to you by the University of Cebu through the UC Legal Aid Office. My name is Franz. And my name is Nick. Together with, with us, us are... Ken. Hello. Mon. Hey. And Mervic. It's been a while since our launch of the very first episode of Let's Get Loud about taxing influencers with our very own attorney, Stephen Yu. I think it's about a month, right? So, what have you been doing, everyone? Midterms! Yes, we've been busy about our midterms. Yes, and to our listeners out there, you might have noticed that we are not the same hosts and speakers from the previous episode. Let me explain real quick. Now, this podcast is one of our requirements for clinical legal education through the UC Legal Aid Office of the University of Cebu. Each month, a new group will be presenting different interesting topics for the podcast series. Now, for the month of October, I myself... Nicole, Manisa, Ken, and Mervic are the ones aside for the second episode. So far, guys, what do you think about the podcast? So far, I find the podcast very enlightening and at the same time fun because it explains the tax liabilities of social media influencers such as vloggers who are currently have such a big audience from the public. Yes, and now for our topic... We present to you, Let's Get Loud about limits of state immunity against international criminal investigations. So, why did we choose this topic nga ba, friends? I don't know, Nick. Let's ask Monisa. Hi! So, I think right now, there's so much going on regarding election issues. I mean, it's even so chaotic, right? With all the memes and overload of information and misinformation so before we even think of replacing our current officials wouldn't it be also interesting to know what's waiting for the outgoing administration especially because it involves an international court so i know many law students and even practitioners are intimidated by international law which is why we thought of making this podcast with a seasoned expert and we will introduce him later on so that's why we chose this topic Thank you, Mon. And without further ado, let's head on to our discussion with our guest speaker for the second episode. Good afternoon, everyone, and to our listeners. Our guest speaker for this episode is none other than our well-beloved professor from the University of Cebu. He is a graduate of Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and a Juris Doctor from the University of San Jose Recoletos, uh, the awardee of the Most Outstanding Alumnus for Legal Profession and Government of the uh, University of San Jose Recoletos, and our very own Constitutional Law Review Professor, Judge Mainrado Paredes. A round of applause, everyone. Thank you very much, Judge, for coming and agreeing to be our guest speaker. This uh, podcast is the second episode of the Lex Get Loud, a podcast series brought to you by the University of Cebu through the UC Legal Aid Office. So, Judge, we would like to ask, uh, how are you today? Fine. <laughs> It's good to hear that, Judge. Um, for the benefit of our listeners, it says here that your area of expertise is on criminal law and constitutional law. 
Uh, can we ask, Judge, why you chose criminal law and constitutional law as your field of expertise? And we also want to know, Judge, how you started in this area. Actually, I had been in the practice of law for 10 years before I was appointed RTC judge. And most of the cases I handled were human rights cases and criminal cases. I like to teach political law because I want to be updated, no? The political developments. Besides, I'm interested in, not in partisan politics, but in uh, politics in the real sense of the word, people involvement. Uh, thank you for sharing your experience, Judge. Now, we will go to the main topic of our podcast. And before that, I would like to call France to tell us about uh, why the International Court or ICC uh, issue became a hot topic again in the Philippines. So, France. Yes, Nick. Uh, thank you very much. So, good afternoon, Judge. Actually, the ICC went good with it. And its jurisdiction in the Philippines has always been a hot topic in the Philippines uh, ever since the emergence of extrajudicial killings in the Philippines and the alleged violations against human rights. The ICC's jurisdiction over the Philippines have been a huge debate. And recently, uh, the ICC, the the conversation on the ICC was reignited when on the 15th of September, the ICC in their pretrial chamber, they authorized the Office of the Prosecutor to open an official investigation into the crimes against the humanity allegedly committed in the Philippines between 2011 to 2019. Now, this was due to our our government through President Rodrigo Duterte's uh, controversial war on drugs. So, looking back, the government notified on March 2018 that uh, that they will be withdrawing from the statute, right? So, so, Judge, to start off, uh, our question here is, our main issue is, what is the International Criminal Court and do they have any power or jurisdiction in the Philippines? Now, establishment of the court. Uh, the court is thereby established. It shall be a permanent institution and shall have the power to exercise its jurisdiction over persons for the most serious crimes no? of international concern. So, the ICC shall be complementary to national criminal jurisdiction. Meaning, if the Philippine government will not take action in prosecuting and trying these murder cases, the ICC will come in. Okay? Then, what is the relationship of the court with the UN? The court shall be brought into relationship with the UN through an agreement to be approved by the Assembly of States parties to the statute. By the way, 
uh, Malaysia acceded to the treaty 2017. There are many states which are not uh, signatory to the treaty. No? As usual, the big powers, Russia, China, the United States, India, Turkey, they refuse to accede to the treaty. The reason is obvious. For example, the United States, they're afraid that some of their soldiers might be charged for uh, committing crimes against humanity. Okay. Sit is the Hague in the Netherlands. The court may exercise its functions and powers provided in this statute on the territory of any state party and by special agreement on the territory of other states. So judge, what are the crimes within the jurisdiction of the court? It shall be limited to the most serious crimes of concern to the international community as a whole. It has jurisdiction in accordance with the statute with respect to the following crimes. Crime of genocide. Okay. But President Duterte is not charged for committing crime of genocide. But uh, let there be crime against humanity. That is the accusation against uh, President Duterte and perhaps Senator Bato. Huh? Crime against humanity, there is a very long enumeration. No? One is, of course, murder. War crimes. Well, war crimes can only be committed if there is international or non-international armed conflict. Okay? Then crime of aggression. Well, he is not charged for violating crime of aggression. Sorry for the noise. Okay. No? No Crimes problem, against humanity. For purposes of this statute, Crimes against humanity means any of the following acts when committed as part of a widespread or systematic attack. Please take note of widespread or systematic attack directed against any civilian population with knowledge of the attack. There are many crimes mentioned here, but letter A is murder. Mention is made also of torture, enforced disappearance, other inhumane acts of similar character intentionally causing great suffering or serious injury to body or to mental or physical health. Now, enforced disappearance of persons is defined here. This is also defined in our statute books, no? Uh, like the law on enforced disappearance. We have particular uh, law. 
on that. It is also defined in uh, writ of amparo. We will skip war crimes because he is not charged for committing war crimes. Article 11, Jurisdiction Rationi Temporis. The court has jurisdiction only with respect to crimes committed after the entry into force of this statute. Okay. In Article 12, preconditions to the exercise of jurisdiction. A state which becomes a party to the statute thereby accepts the jurisdiction of the court with respect to the crimes referred to in Article 5. Okay, so after we acceded to the treaty, we were bound by the provisions of this statute. In case of Article 13, Paragraph A or C, the court may exercise its jurisdiction if one or more of the following states are parties to this statute or have accepted the jurisdiction of the court in accordance with paragraph 3. If the acceptance of a state which is not a party to this statute is required under paragraph 3, that state may accept the exercise of jurisdiction of the court. Okay. So, Judge, how does an investigation by the ICC begin? Can they conduct it on their own initiative or must there be like an interested person that will uh, file a complaint or initiate that investigation? What is the task of the prosecutor? To initiate investigation moto proprio, even if there is no complainant. No? On the basis of information, information only, on crimes within the jurisdiction of the court, like crimes against humanity. What shall the prosecutor do? Analyze the seriousness of the information received. He or she may seek additional information from states. Case of the Philippines, we did not. Or we do not cooperate, no? or it may gather information or informations from non-government organizations in GO. In the Philippines, a free legal assistance group of Attorney Chel Biokno is actively participating. Okay, if the prosecutor concludes that there is a reasonable basis to proceed with an investigation, he or she shall submit to the pre-trial chamber a request for authorization of an investigation, etc. If the pre-trial chamber, upon examination of the request and the supporting materials, considers that there is reasonable basis to proceed, repeat, reasonable basis to proceed, 
with an investigation and that the case appears to fall within the jurisdiction of the court, it shall authorize the commencement of the investigation. The challenges to the jurisdiction of the court or the admissibility of a case. What shall the ICC do? Satisfy itself that it has jurisdiction in any case brought before it. May there be challenges? Yes. Challenges to the admissibility of the case on the grounds referred to in Article 17 or challenges to the jurisdiction of the court may be made. Okay. Well, what is our challenge? Number one, the ICC has no jurisdiction because we have already withdrawn. We're going to discuss that later. Number two, it's not a law, meaning the, uh, the treaty were ratified because it was not published in the official gazette. Number three, because there is already a Supreme Court decision affirming the fact that we should cooperate. You know, the decision of the Supreme Court, according to the spokesman, is uh, actually an obiter dictum. Okay? The prosecutor may seek a ruling from the court regarding the question of jurisdiction or admissibility. The jurisdiction of a case or the jurisdiction of the court may be challenged only once by any person uh, or state referred to in paragraph 2. Okay. Timeliness. Challenge at the earliest opportunity. The making of a challenge shall not affect the validity of any act performed by the prosecutor or any order or warrant issued by the court prior to the making of the challenge. There are Latin words here. Uh, these words are also found in our revised penal code statute books. No? Ne bis in idem. No person shall be tried before the court with respect to conduct which form the basis of crimes for which the person has been convicted or acquitted by the court. Meaning no double jeopardy. He's already convicted in the Philippines. He can no longer be prosecuted by the ICC. If he's already convicted by the ICC, can no longer be prosecuted and convicted in the Philippines. It is also found in our own international humanitarian law. What are the applicable laws? The court shall apply in the first place the ICC statute, elements of the crime and its rules of procedure, applicable treaties and principles and rules of international law, then general principles of law. 
Now, Article 22. Naagyapon is itong RPC. Nullium Cremen Seni Legi. A person shall not be criminally responsible unless the statute or under this statute unless the conduct in question constitutes at the time it takes place a crime within the jurisdiction of the court. Okay. Article 23, another Latin term na sinis RPC nato. Nolia Buena Seni Legi. A person convicted by the court may be punished only in accordance with this statute. Article 24. Non-retroactivity. Rationi personi. No person shall be criminally responsible for conduct prior to the entry into force of the statute. Article 25. Individual criminal responsibility. The court shall have jurisdiction over natural persons pursuant to the ICC statute. A person who commits a crime within the jurisdiction of the court shall be individually responsible and liable for punishment in accordance with this statute. He may be a president, prime minister, chief of staff of the armed forces, and other high, high officials. No? Exclusion of jurisdiction. Under 18 cannot be prosecuted. Um, so, uh, in relation to the head of state's judge, um, can the head of state invoke immunity from suit um, against the ICC? If a president is prosecuted in the Philippines, he is immune from suit. But he may be sued only after the expiration of his term as president. Okay? There is already a case uh, filed by Senator Dilema against Rodrigo Duterte. Now, Senator Dilema filed the case against Duterte. The defense of Duterte, I'm immune from suit. Argument of Dilema, you are not immune from suit if you do acts not in your uh, official capacity. Because that is a decision of the U.S. Supreme Court. The president is immune from suit for uh, uh, doing official acts, but not for an official acts because he was charged by Paula Jones no, for sexual harassment. U.S. Supreme Court said, <clears throat> Clinton can be prosecuted because he did it not in his official capacity. There is no distinction in the Philippines. The president is immune from suit if he committed crimes in his official capacity 
or even in his non-official or private capacity. Okay? So, uh, Judge, is the jurisdiction of the ICC limited to the state officials or can the ICC acquire jurisdiction over regular citizens? The statute shall apply equally to all persons without any distinction based on official capacity. In particular, official capacity as a head of state like president or prime minister, member of a government or parliament, elected representative, government official shall in no case exempt a person from criminal responsibility under this statute, nor shall it in and of itself constitute a ground for reduction of sentence. Now, immunities or special procedural rules which may attach to the official capacity of a person, whether under national or international law, shall not bar the court from exercising jurisdiction over such person. Article 28. Responsibility of commanders and other superiors. In our international humanitarian law, in our torture law, these are local legislations, we apply the principle of command responsibility. This is, so found, this is also found in the statute. In addition to other grounds of criminal responsibility under this statute for crimes within the jurisdiction of the court, a military commander or person effectively acting as a military commander shall be criminally responsible for crimes within the jurisdiction of the court committed by forces under his or her effective command and control and effective authority and control. There is a distinction between effective command and control and effective authority and control. In other words, if a colonel commits a crime, the general may be held liable. If a major commits, rather, if a major commits a crime, the, the colonel may be held criminally liable. Command responsibility. Okay. With respect to superior and subordinate relationships, not described in paragraph A, a superior shall be criminally responsible for crimes within the jurisdiction of the court committed by subordinates under his or her effective authority and control. Effective command and control applies only to the military, while effective authority and control applies even to civilians like the president or vice president or the senator. Article 29. This crime will not prescribe. 
non-applicability of statutes of limitations. Then, grounds for excluding criminal responsibility. These are the allowed defenses. One is, uh, if he is suffering from a mental disease or defect. Huwag mo na i-defense ang Duterte, yung saan taman. Ang defense is insanity. Allowed na. Number two, lahi sa nida, di ni pwede sa Pilipinas. Kaning intoxication, di ba? Doon na may distinction na na. Intoxication to kanang involve in oneself to commit a crime no etc person in a state of intoxication that destroys that person's capacity to appreciate the lawfulness or nature of his conduct bisag unsa ka hubog ko ikibawo gina sa binuang a person acts reasonably to defend himself or herself or another self defense is allowed. Okay? Those who are under duress. Okay? We'll skip. Oh, okay. Article 32. Mistake of fact or mistake of law. Mistake of fact shall be a ground for excluding criminal liability. Pero sa ato, di na maka-exempt ka ng mistake of law. Pero sa ICC, pwede nang defensa. A mistake of law as to whether a particular type of conduct is a crime within the jurisdiction of the court shall not be a ground for excluding criminal responsibility. Now, Article 33, superior orders and prescription of law. The fact that a crime within the jurisdiction of the court has been committed by a person pursuant to an order of a government or superior, whether military or civilian, shall not be relieved or shall not relieve that person of criminal responsibility. Initiation of an investigation. In the Philippines, The police officers usually file a complaint to the officer, the prosecutor. The officer, the prosecutor, will conduct preliminary investigation, and if he finds that there is probable cause to indict the accused, then an information will be filed with the court. That is the procedure here. Under ICC, the prosecutor shall shall having evaluated the information made available to him or her, initiate an investigation unless he or she determines that there is no reasonable basis to proceed under the law. Sa ato, really reasonable basis, no? It's different, no? Probable cause only. The information available to the prosecutor provides a reasonable basis to believe that a crime within jurisdiction has been or is being committed. 
the problem with the Duterte regime is they're not going to cooperate. Which means they're not going to present evidence to contest the evidence of the complainants or prosecutors. Role of the pretrial chamber in relation to a unique investigative authority. Where the prosecutor considers an investigation to present a unique opportunity to take testimony or statement from a witness or examine, collect, or test evidence, which may not be available subsequently for the purpose of a trial, the prosecutor shall so inform the pre-trial chambers. The complaint against the 30 uh, former members of the DDS, no? the 30 uh, Davao Death Squad executed affidavits. Article 57, we will skip Article 58. Issuance by the pre-trial chamber of a warrant of arrest or summons to appear. Pwede issue ng warrant, kung dili, summons. Okay? At any time after the initiation of an investigation, the pre-trial chamber shall, on the application of the prosecutor, issue a warrant of arrest of a person if Having examined the application and the evidence or other information submitted by the prosecutor, it is satisfied that, number one, there are reasonable grounds to believe that the person has committed a crime within the jurisdiction of the court. In the Philippines, once the RTC judge signs the warrant of arrest, he will be arrested of course no? and brought to court and the arrest of the person appears necessary to ensure the person's appearance at the trial to ensure that the person does not obstruct or endanger the investigation or the court proceedings to prevent the person from continuing with the commission of that crime or related crime which is within the jurisdiction of the court and which arises out of the same circumstances. Warrant of arrest shall contain the name of the person and any other relevant identifying information specific reference to the crimes within the jurisdiction of the court for which the person or the person's arrest is sought and a concise statement of the facts which are alleged to constitute the crime. Makyus kanika o crime before an international criminal court. Ayaw na lang ibang to abroad. Sigurado ibang madakpan. Why? Nama international warrant to arrest. You know what happened to uh, that dictator from Chile, no? Si uh, forgot the name. So there was a case against him, no? 
uh, on he committed crimes against Spanish citizens in Chile. No? So when he went to Europe, he was arrested because there was a warrant of arrest issued by the Spanish court. Okay. I'm referring to Augusto Pinochet. Judge, can the ICC issue warrants against uh, state heads or presidents? Yes. On the basis of the warrant to arrest, the court may request the provisional arrest or the arrest and surrender of the person under paragraph 9. The prosecutor may request the pretrial chambers to amend the warrant to arrest by modifying or adding to the crime specified therein. Kung naabay alternative sa warrant, yes, and that is summons. As an alternative to seeking a warrant to arrest, the prosecutor may submit an application requesting that the pretrial chamber issue summons for the person to appear. A state party has received a request for provisional arrest or arrest and surrender shall immediately take steps and arrest the person in question in accordance with its laws and the provisions of paragraph 9. A person arrested shall be brought promptly before the competent judicial authority in the custodial state which shall determine uh, in accordance with law of that state that the warrant applies to that person will not be necessarily detained in The Hague. He may be detained in other countries. Okay? Article 60. Initial proceeding before the court. Upon the surrender of the person to the court or the person's appearance before the court voluntarily or pursuant to a summons, the pretrial chamber shall satisfy itself that the person has been informed of the crimes which he or she is alleged to have committed and of his or her rights under the statute, including the right to apply for interim release pending trial. Canning interim release pending trial, equivalent ni sa atong bail, no? din sa Philippines. A person subject to warrant to arrest may apply for interim release. Now, within a reasonable time before hearing the person shall be provided with a copy of the document containing the charge on which the prosecutor intends to bring the person to trial, be informed of the evidence on which the prosecutor intends to rely at the hearing. In the Philippines, the accused is entitled to know the nature and cause of the accusation against him. How? By arraigning the accused. Okay? Trial. Trial in the presence of the accused. The accused shall be present during the trial. If the accused being present before the court continues to disrupt the trial, the trial chamber may remove the accused and shall make provision for him or her to observe the trial and instruct counsel for 
from outside the courtroom. Protection of victims and witnesses under participation in the proceedings. Katong mga members sa DDS, the Bounded Squad, they're already abroad. Murag nagitaguan sa uh, somewhere in Europe. No? The court shall take appropriate measures to protect the safety, physical and psychological well-being, dignity and privacy of victims. Okay. Protect victims and witnesses. Conduct any part of the proceedings in camera. So, ipasabot nga proceedings in camera, na camera? No. Mayingagag proceedings in camera inside the chambers, inside the office, not public trial. Munang in camera. Or allow presentation of evidence by electronic or other special means. Requirements for the decision. All the judges, there are three judges, no? of the trial chamber shall be present at each stage of the trial because it is a collegiate court throughout their deliberations. Number two, trial chamber's decision shall be based on its evaluation of the evidence. Okay. Number three, judges shall attempt to achieve unanimity in their decision, failing which the decision shall be taken by majority of the judges. <clears throat> Number four, deliberation of the trial chamber shall remain secret unless decision shall be in writing and shall contain full and reasoned statement of the trial chamber's findings on the evidence and conclusions. In our constitution, the decision must contain findings of fact and conclusion of law. Otherwise, the decision is null and void. Reparation to victims, okay? Uh, like restitution, compensation, rehabilitation, okay? Then, sentencing, Article 76. In the event of a conviction, the trial chamber shall consider appropriate sentence to be imposed and shall take into account the evidence presented and submissions made during the trial that are relevant to the sentence. Sentence shall be pronounced in public and whenever possible in the presence of the accused. Penalties, Article 77. Subject to Article 110, the court may impose one of the following penalties on a person convicted of a crime. Number one, imprisonment for a specified number of years which may not exceed maximum of 30 years. A term of life imprisonment when justified by the extreme gravity of the crime and the individual circumstances of the convicted person. Is a principal, accomplice, accessory, etc. In addition to imprisonment 
find for future of proceeds, property and assets. Na nasa tong RPC, no? Judge, what is the extent of state cooperation when it comes to accosting an accused state official? State parties shall, in accordance with the provisions of the statute, cooperate fully with the court in its investigation and prosecution of crimes within the jurisdiction of the court. Duterte and the rest will not cooperate. The court shall have authority to make request to states parties for cooperation. Article 103, role of states in enforcement of sentences of imprisonment. A sentence of imprisonment shall be served in a state designated by the court from a list of states which have indicated to the court their willingness to accept sentenced persons within another country. No? 127 is very important because I know some will ask questions relative to Article 127. Withdrawal. A state party may, by written notification, address to the Secretary General of the UN, withdraw from this statute. The withdrawal shall take effect one year after the date of receipt of the notification unless notification specifies a later date. Pagani ma-approve ang withdrawal but there were already acts done by the accused Padayon Gyapon. Okay? A state, this is important also, a state shall not be discharged by reason of its withdrawal from the obligation arising from this statute while it was a party to the statute, including any financial obligation which may have accrued, its withdrawal shall not affect any cooperation with the court in connection with criminal investigations and proceedings in relation to which the withdrawing state had a duty to cooperate and which were commenced prior to the date on which the withdrawal became effective, nor shall it prejudice in any way a continued consideration of any matter which was already under consideration by the court prior to the date on which the withdrawal is effective. So those are the salient features no? of the Rome Statute so far as it is applicable in the case of Duterte. Now, what happened on September 15? A pre-trial chamber of the ICC authorized the court's office of the prosecutor to open an official investigation 
into crimes against humanity allegedly committed in the Philippines between 2011 and 2019. This was uh, already mentioned no? a while ago. As part of President Rodrigo Duterte's war on drugs, as well as atrocities around Davao in the southern islands of Mindanao when he was city's vice mayor. Withdrawal, okay, withdrawal. Ni withdraw ang Philippines no? to escape investigation on a purpose. Okay. Although the court maintains that it continues to enjoy jurisdiction over crimes while the Philippines was a state party sa may Juan sa Manila, sa Malacanang, it will not cooperate Reason, ICC has no jurisdiction. Ningun pasia. They will never take me alive. Duterte himself vowed in early August when asked about the possibility of being brought before the ICC. Perhaps the most sinister aspects of Duterte's legacy was the alleged creation of an administration back Davao Death Squad. Remember sa atong torture law, even if they are not public officers, they are not law enforcers, if they are civilians, no, unya, they encourage the state to commit crimes. No? Liable sila for the crime of torture. Okay? Now, Past report from UN Special Rapporteur on Extrajudicial Summary or Arbitrary Execution. Philip Alston have directly implicated Duterte in the squad's alleged human rights violations. Now, in reaching its decision, the ICC's pre-trial chamber said It relied information about direct links between the Davao killings and the subsequent war on drugs, particularly systematic movement of security forces. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, di lang kay mga drug addicts mo. Daghang kay military o police officers, gipatay sa wag yun basol. Napay tagapidiya. Ranking officer sa Pindia, gitumbara po doon sa opisina. Nasolve? Wala. Why? Suspected as a drug cuddler. <clears throat> It added that similarities in the modus operandi are also discernible. How can the ICC assert jurisdiction considering that the Philippines does not recognize its authority. Itubag ni sa mga experts. Under the Rome Statute, the states have the primary duty to investigate and prosecute grave international crimes that fall within the court's jurisdiction which includes crimes against humanity. Usama ni mo pag-investigate or prosecute si Duterte under our constitution he is immune 
from criminal and civil suits. Repeat, civil suits during his uh, presidency. The International Court operates under the so-called complementary principle. What is the meaning? Resorting to investigation only when a country proves unwilling or unable to genuinely investigate and prosecute such crimes. In the Philippine case, the ICC Office of the Prosecutor justified its intervention by citing the government's failure to take meaningful steps to investigate or prosecute the killing. Thousands were killed. Thousands. Was there any preliminary investigation? None. Was there any case which reached the court? Maybe very few. Wala. Because the Philippines does not want to prosecute these kinds of crimes. No? Murder. Enforces appearance. They do not want to prosecute. Because they do not want to prosecute the ICC will take over on a principle of complementarity. While as noted, Manila's withdrawal from the Rome Statute in 2019 does not end the court's legal jurisdiction over crimes allegedly committed when the president was an ICC party. It does complicate the court's capacity to undertake a meaningful investigation, let alone conduct a trial. Nakunuhay ilanggi pang filean ng kaso to be filed pang kaso. Pero mga minor cases. Duterte's government has made it amply clear it will not cooperate. On 15 September, Presidential Legal Counsel Salvador Panelo who is running for senator, repeated that the government would not allow ICC investigators to enter the country. Nanoman, do not intervene in our internal affairs. But the ruling of the Supreme Court is very, very clear. In July, the highest judicial body in the country unanimously ruled that as a former state party to the Rome Statute, the Philippines must recognize the ICC's jurisdiction for the period under which the statute was in effect. And therefore, cooperate with the court, meaning ICC, even after the withdrawal for any investigation into that period. <clears throat> So, dili ni reason to discharge no? criminal proceedings. So, baliko na tong Supreme Court decision. Unanimous 15 members of the Supreme Court. The court ruled that a state party, that as a state party, the Philippines was bound to recognize the jurisdiction of the ICC and cooperate with its processes even after its withdrawal from the treaty that created the International Court. 
Withdrawal from the Rome Statute does not discharge a state from the obligations it has incurred as a member. Money statement in Justice Leonin. Consequently, liability for the alleged summary killings and other atrocities in the course of the war on drugs is not nullified or negated her, according to the decision. The court pointed out that the country's withdrawal became effective March 17, 2019. This means that all acts committed by Duterte and other public officials up to that date were still within the ambit of the ICC's jurisdiction. This means that the Supreme Court refuted Duterte's stance that the Philippines does not need to cooperate with the ICC. The ICC pretrial chamber is, so, uh, is set to decide in the coming months. After then, ICC Chief Prosecutor Pato Bensoda said there is basis to believe crimes of humanity were committed in the implementation. Doon na tayo Filipino member ni Alto sa ICC, si former dean sa UP, si Raul Pangalangan. Ang yasing opinion, dili, sakto lang sa Supreme Court. No? Bound yapon ang Philippines. Okay, so if you have any question, you can shoot them now. That was a very, very good and detailed discussion, Judge. This just proves that you are indeed an expert in this area. And to end this podcast, we just want to ask for your personal insight on this matter. For you, Judge, do you think the withdrawal from the ICC was advantageous or disadvantageous on uh, the Philippines? Well, it is uh, an advantage. Why? Because we cannot prosecute these people. In the Philippines, they will invoke uh, immunity from suit, being president. No, they still have the structure. They still have the control of the justice system. So that is the advantage. Since we cannot prosecute here, it must be prosecuted somewhere. No, and so far as Duterte is concerned, this is actually a disadvantage. If they will not cooperate, meaning there will be ex parte presentation of evidence before the International Criminal Court. That is if he will not uh, cooperate. And if he will not cooperate, of course, the evidence will be one-sided, except if there is a cross-examiner. And then if President Duterte will send somebody to cross-examine the witnesses. Okay. So disadvantage for Duterte also. Judge, uh, yes. Do you have any last message to our uh, listeners right now, especially na uh, karon election time and so everyone is uh, politically aware nowadays. So, do you have any messages to our uh, listeners, the podcast? Of course, uh, we have. We'll have an election no? next year. Choose a Democrat. Choose. Leaders, na parehas sa tungo mga lawyers, ang atong tuyo rule of law, not the rule of the gun, not to be been 
kaning money unta wala na ning mga trolls who are purveyors of lies and truth ba so choose leaders who are democrats those tendency to impose authoritarian rule we already authoritarianism i personally experience i was preparing for the bar examination when i was arrested by elements of the military group i cannot forget i was reading a book on taxation so i was preparing for the bar arrested without charges repeat without charges why am i detained because you are noisy <laughs> we are noisy we just want to immobilize you so that you cannot criticize or <clears throat> do something against the regime so wana ako never again ayaw na tong mga dark years na mubalik mupatigbabag yun ang rule of law there will be freedom of speech freedom of the press freedom of expression freedom to freely assemble to secret risk of grievances no kinanglan na agit na siya that was our gain after the edsa revolution we introduced a new constitution 1987 constitution of course it's not a perfect constitution but at, at least for now it is still the best but there is a room for improvement Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Judge Paredes. That was an amazing discussion on the limits of state immunity against international criminal investigations. To our listeners out there, we hope that you learned something. Thank you so much for listening and see you on the next episode of Lexing Out Loud. Bye! Bye.